0: The Anchism Podcast brought to you by our proud sponsor Kixinto. As Canada's premium
1: reseller of authentic sneakers, Kixinto offers free shipping in Canada and the USA. With a wide selection of the most exclusive Jordans, Yeezys and other premium products, you can trust Kixinto for all your sneaker needs. Don't miss out on the latest drops and limited releases visit their website at
0: www.kixinto.ca to shop now and step up your sneaker game.
1: Welcome to Anshism Podcast. Today on the podcast, I've got Neerja Singh, the teenager. For those who don't know, Neerja is an advocate for talking about the things that people do not like to talk about in India. They like to brush it under the carpet. When I was reading through one of her articles about sexual health for teenagers, it really struck me that during my childhood before I moved to the UK, we had no sort of knowledge about it and how lost one person can be if there is no conversation about sexual health even in the best private schools so today neerja who's an advocate who's an author who's a blogger professional speaker and basically does a lot of things that contribute to a positive change in people's life so welcome to the podcast neerja how are you doing today
0: Thank you very much, Ansh. And, uh, I'm thrilled we are talking about this. Every opportunity I get to push this agenda, as a call it, generational agenda, is important to me.
1: So, before I ask you why there is a teenager attached to your yes. name, talk us through your background. Uh, where did you study? Where did you grow up? And what motivated you to do what you do today?
0: Alright, I am what they call uh, a 4G and army brat, so uh, our fifth generation is in the armed forces now. And uh, this is my fifth career, Ansh. What I do today as a professional speaker on generational diversity, this is my fifth career. I've been a teacher, I've been a journalist with Indian Express, Maharashtra Herald, I've done TV production work, documentary filmmaking. But today I talk on this subject because the kind of generation gap we see today is very unlike what the earlier generations have experienced. This is at a different level, it's far more radical. It's about power politics, it's about resentment, it's about inclusivity. It's not about music style or uh, different bell bottom or tight jeans. Those things are not important. It is something much more fundamental and crucial. And uh, I studied all over the country, all over India. I've traveled in my, working, uh, my speaking career now. And uh, I am today very, very, in, in a manner disturbed also, but uh, excited also. I think we live in very exciting times. Disturbed at what I call the unresolved grief that is palpable in families and workspaces. It's very easy to pretend that it does not exist and it does not affect us because uh, we have technology as an escape, but more and more we live in extremely narrow niches and uh, we are quite alone. And uh, there is this myth that we have lots to do and everything is hunky dory but I think the sense of hope, especially the young, I'm not really sure how hopeful. I know it's wrong to generalize, but I see a kind of exhaustion in young people today, a kind of jaded lack of energy. And that's the reason I speak and talk on this subject. My background, you would say, is education, media, and um, lots of golfing and swimming and cycling and all of that. So that's one part of the story. That's what makes me a senior, I think.
1: I think uh... Nezha, there's so many things that are there to highlight in what Mm. you talked about especially when you spoke about the lack of acceptance of fear and loneliness and I totally agree with you being an individual myself and being in my late 20s now I make sure that I have something on in my calendar until I meet my partner at whatever time I'm meeting her in the evening so that I don't want I don't spend even one minute alone. Either I'm working, either I'm recording podcasts, speaking to awesome guests like you, learning about it, so or going to the gym, not even one single moment and I was reading it somewhere and my mother says that, that it is very important for kids to be bored sometimes. Just be yes. bored. Learn to just have that sort of, not stillness but thinking without just scrolling mindlessly on your phone. Just just think. Just eat. Just be there. I, I'm guilty of not being there at times, you know, whilst you're driving, you're a bit lost. Whilst you're recording this podcast, you're a bit lost. So, yes. because we are trying to be so occupied with everything else, we cannot concentrate a hundred percent on one single thing.
0: Well, that's true because, uh... They say that uh, humans, uh, earlier the generations, were born into communities and then uh, they spent their lifetime uh, looking for themselves. Today, it's the other way around. People are uh, they, they, they're born, and their entire focus is on um, kind of, uh, you know, uh, carving an identity and a sense of self for themselves and uh, individuality and then towards the latter years it becomes about trying to find your tribe or trying to find your community and that's that's a lonely aspect or isolated aspect of life that we're just discussing and for the first time I think in mankind's history we are at a stage where generations feel they might not need each other to survive. You're becoming irrelevant to each other and that's That's a scary thought, because that's not what life was meant to be, at least that's what I think at my stage, Uh, life is supposed to be a continuum and that continuum is lost if there is no generational connection, no generational uh, benevolence what I call, affection for each other because the older generation has a vision for your future and they are you know, they are your stake. Uh, I mean, your claim at immortality in a manner. And on the other hand, uh, it, it, it's it's uh, it's both ways. And the older generation needs uh, the younger generation because uh, that's that's the hope. That's what keeps them going, and that's what has brought us to the point we are today at. So connection, sense of connection between generations and that ability to just be, as you just mentioned, and not be uh, escaping all the time into all kinds of activities and this addiction to certainty. You have to be certain of everything. You have to have a day's plan. You have to have a to-do list. You have to get things done. Otherwise, your day is not not a good day. Productive. Exactly. Productivity. And, and, And that's how we've been brought up. We were brought up to be, uh, you know, very directed, ambitious, and uh, achievement-oriented. But uh, we are slowly discovering that perhaps that's not that's not enough or not good enough.
1: No, I, I was watching Arnold's documentary and he was saying, whatever you do, just be useful. And I think everyone is just trying to be just useful. useful. Just useful. But uh, talk us through your journey about your background because growing up, being Mm -hmm. a certain age, or being from a certain generation, or experiencing all of the different five careers, how big of a deal was it when you started talking about sexual health? Because even today, you cannot sit with your parents comfortably. 90% 90% of the kids in India even today and we are the most I think we have the most population now. Our, our, our population is the highest we have taken over China or we will anytime soon so yes why is that still a question and it's always about what the kids are exposed to today they need to know this they are exposed to this at a very young age
0: absolutely I mean pornography is out there uh objectification is out there Uh, body shaming is there and um, certainly this is a very crucial uh, subject and uh, it's a wild resting frontier whatever frontier it is but they're completely uh, on their own and that's a scary scary thought and it needs to be addressed coming from the generation i do i have to tell you that the first time i heard the word sexy was in 1994 And that was in the movie Khuddhaar, in which there was uh, Karishma Kapoor, the Bollywood star who was dancing to Sexy, 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 mojay, logu, bole. It was huge! There was such a controversy around that. There were articles and there was, you know, people demanding censorship of this word and it had to be changed. I can't, I I, I don't know, I mean, you probably find it difficult to understand why the big deal was massive. That was my introduction to the word sexy. And I remember in 1990, not 1994, uh, maybe 1995, my sisters-in-law were visiting from the United States. And it took them to watch this movie called uh, 1942, A Love Story, Love Story. And there was a kissing scene there. I was so nervous. I forewarned my sisters-in-law because I find that people who come from the West, NRIs, they seem to think that India is in a time warp and they don't realize what all is happening here in their absence. And there was a kissing scene and I forewarned them. I said, I want to tell you that there is a kissing scene. It's no longer about two flowers nodding and bumping into each other, you know, and the and the bee coming and dancing and hovering around. Uh, that's not that's not all there is to Indian movies now. So this was this kind of generation that I came from. and uh, Uh, For some time, I was a hostel warden of a girl's hostel. That that was not very long ago. I was saying maybe in 2000, no, sorry, 2014. And I remember a a high school, one of the high school students, uh, she was leaving the hostel to go home and she had a lot of baggage. And I asked her, how are you going to carry uh, your bags to the gate? Because uh, the cart is not available today. And she told me very breezy. She said, ah, don't worry, ma'am. My boyfriend is coming to pick me up, and I had a heart attack. I said, What? Your boyfriend? Boyfriend was a word that we didn't use. You couldn't use it. was a loaded word. Back in my days, back in my days, when I was in high school, it was a word that you did not, did not let slip out of your mouth. And from there, we are here with a smartphone and the Children get younger and younger and the kind of age-inappropriate material that is available at a click, at a swipe. Oh. Guidance on no contextualizing of what they are watching and forget about uh, outright sites that are uh, well age-inappropriate. Even in their games, in the digital games, the games that they play, uh, they will suddenly come upon something which uh, may, which is completely not supposed should be there, shouldn't be there. Roblox and all these games there, they're they're quite crazy, so that's that's the kind of background I come from and then as I saw my children growing uh, and met their friends and started reading and as a teacher, as a journalist started observing how things have changed drastically, uh, that's when I began to write about it, think about it, and speak about it. And I realized that this huge shame, sense of shame around this subject is doing a lot of harm to everybody involved, to our children, to their parents, and it could have devastating, devastating consequences. I used to say that it can lead to family estrangements in some cases because honor is a value in certain societies patriarchal societies, India is a fairly conservative society and that can lead to violence, especially where girls are involved. So, estrangement, alienation from the family, sometimes mental health issues, depression, you know, and and in extreme cases, loss of life, because you are not
1: taught to uh,
0: cope, cope with your emotions.
1: I also genuinely feel that we are changing at a rapid pace. Yes. For example, my grandparents and my parents had have had their differences in terms of opinions, outlooks of life. But they had very similar values. Now, when mm-hmm. it comes to my generation and my younger cousins, mm-hmm. I see a big gap between me and someone who's just five years, six years younger than me. I'm like, what is he on about? You also highlighted... How crazy it is that we have absolutely no control of children now. They know more than they should. And they, you know, because there is some sort of emotional sensitivity attached to certain things. You cannot be addicted to watching explicit videos at the age of 9, 10, 11, 12. It's not right. It's harmful. First of all, it leads to the objectification of women. Secondly, it makes you think certain Aspects or acting with women in a certain way is right. It's yes, absolutely yes. wrong. Um, there's so many things to unfold. And you talked about social media, mental health, depression and uh, body shaming. If we talk about body shaming, why is there a constant need of seeking approval? But all of those things are very hard to explain or have a conversation with them. Because people have also become intolerant. At, to yes. a certain extent okay we have the phone we can google anything we know everyone's got their own algorithms everyone's got their own feeds everyone's watches what they want to watch and there is no attempt to work on self-improvement or work on watching things that you disagree with I want to wake up and if I'm watching a film I want to if I like a film I would want to watch an extreme left point of view and I would want to watch an extreme right point of view and then a non-biased one and then make mm. an assessment of what I feel and okay what can I learn from the left right and the center people have zero tolerance because mm. every young person and I have at that stage think that they know all they know what they're talking about it's, it's scary because that's what burns you out no
0: that's right that's the kind of uh, jadedness that uh, i was referring to earlier and uh, it is worrisome because what is the outcome going to be but uh, i don't see any way out uh, other than acknowledging this uh, it doesn't help to fight or to flee like they say fighting and fleeing is not helping and uh, So it's important to acknowledge uh, the existence of all these conflicting spaces and uh, work very hard to maintain that sense of connection with each other and uh, with the sensitivities at an all-time high, how do you maintain that? Uh, You are going to uh, feel connected only if you feel heard, only if you uh, feel Acknowledge they say that uh, today you should speak. I read somewhere, speak as though you believe you are right, but listen as though you believe you are wrong. Whereas uh, all the time, it's the other way around. It's it's, we speak as though we know we are right, and we listen also as though we believe we are right. So I think that's a very uh, uh, significant, you know, that shift in your mind, and uh, everything comes down to that uh, sense of being invested in each other, being a little invested. So it's very easy today to cancel each other out, to ghost each other, to just disappear from each other's lives. Uh, But uh, if we have that sense of connection, if we are able to see, uh, kind of exhibit, not exhibit, feel compassion for each other and an understanding of each other, perhaps there is hope. That's what I like to think, and that's what I talk about. So my tagline, the tagline I use, is actually shut up and listen, and stay a step ahead. So this is for my generation, and for the immediately the generations that come after me, excluding the youngest generation, which is just Gen Z right now, because I think the onus is on the older generations to uh, be plugged in, cued in to what is happening with the young today.
1: Very, very yes. few people accept that. I think my parents made a constant effort and a constant jump and I mm. could discuss anything and everything. Of course, there are limits mm. to what you can discuss, but almost everything about mm. who I am seeing is a big thing. You know, telling your parents who are you dating or who are you mm. going out with, that's a big thing. And my yes. parents always created an atmosphere where it was very normal to do that. When I was growing up, I would like to give credit to my French teacher. Because she told me that, Ansh, you don't send someone a message like that. You don't do certain things like that. Because she took out the time when I was 12, 13, 14. Okay, Mm Ansh, these are the things. Because sometimes there's a limit to what parents can tell you. And there's more sort of acceptance when a teacher tells you who you like or who's your mentor Mm -hmm. or who you look up to. So, yes. you need to have different mentors at different stages of your life. This parents, what they can do a bit, this friend's mm-hmm. a big influence. And there's, so all of them had some sort of influences that helped me. But if we talk about the challenges that you addressed in mm-hmm. your article, that right. there is no sort of communication, or, you know, there used to be an ad where, mm-hmm where the Indian government run about someone saying the word condom again and again to spread awareness. Yes. And when I asked a member of my family what that means when I was a kid, I said mm-hmm. nothing. I, I thought that it's a disease or something. Like, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I did not know that. Can you believe it? And yes. I asked my brother, my elder brother, and because i was too young to understand anything he didn't say anything it's like it's, it's nothing it's, it's it's protection or mm-hmm. all of those things i couldn't understand <laughs> but I, I asked someone and uh an elderly at home and they just just ignored the question just literally ignored the question it was so funny uh, because someone's playing kabati in that ad mm-hmm. um, and they're constantly saying condom this is such a stereotype People used to change the ad at home, change the channel, yes, reduce yes, the volume, the do all, Oops, all, yeah. all of this Just tell what that means. And I know there's a certain age and certain stage for telling. But our <laughs> curriculums as well in school, in year yes. 8 when we first study about it. No one's... just skip this section. Just skip that chapter.
0: I think things have changed. Things have changed. We've come some way since then. And uh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, that weird sense of awkwardness everywhere. Everybody goes still and stiff and staring straight ahead. It's awful. But uh, things are changing because uh, I think there, uh, there has been effort from the government, from NGOs, from people working in this sector, sexual health of teens, young people, their productive health, and uh, there are reports, there's research. Uh, for instance, uh, I want to share one experience. My younger daughter, was doing an internship in uh, Serbia. She had gone from her university and uh, I called her up from India and uh, I said, where are you? And she said, uh, I am standing outside the school distributing condoms. For a moment I froze. I asked her to repeat. I said, what are you distributing? She said, I'm distributing condoms. And it made perfect sense. A couple of seconds later, but it took me a while. And such a practical thing to do something that schools should be doing because young people today are sexually active, uh, much younger, and it gets younger and younger and uh, here we are uh, acting as though uh, that's not the case, pretending, uh, not not acknowledging that they need help to negotiate uh, the the very risky space where uh, they can get not just physically hurt, emotionally hurt, and uh, yeah, mentally hurt, hurt, socially hurt. So it's surprising and in fact uh, in a manner shocking And that uh, I, I write in my article for instance that in India as per those uh, statistics 20.3 percent of unmarried uh, boys and only 8.2 percent of unmarried girls they used a condom uh, consistently and uh, that's that's crazy that's something that should make you sit up and take notice and uh, adolescent health for the first time featured as a policy issue in India only in 2006. And uh, the thing is that as soon as it was brought up, as soon as uh, uh, it, it, it was put out there uh, on paper, there was a ban upon it from states, from Indian states, as many as 12 states. And uh, the reason was that uh, they've just found the material to explicit they had issues with the uh, words like uh, uh, masturbate or intercourse or uh, condom which are apparently anti-Indian values so it's ridiculous that they want to talk about yoga and uh, Indian cultural values and uh, not face uh, the writing on the wall that um, these are young people the potential you know the future of the country at a great risk and the most important so one is all of this you know uh, uh, making these resources available to them but I think more than that what's happening today is a lot of young people are entering into relationships not one relationship it's a series of relationships. there's a breakup and you enter the next relationship but no closure for each other the lack of respect and the lack of Uh, responsibility. Basically negotiate sexual activity with a sense of responsibility and accountability. That is I think the ultimate goal it ought to be. So it's not just sexual education and to tell people how it happens about birds and bees but essential respect for each other because sexual intimacy, sexuality is an extremely extremely very intimate and very exclusive, very vulnerable space. You could, you could, you know, shatter people at a very, very, very unimaginable level in this this space, in this area. I think that is where the, the core work is actually of that, that kind of social and cultural change where people begin to view it as a very essential part and normalize it Yes, it is regular, it is part of your life, uh, but not but not make it like eating or sleeping. Understand that there are sensitivities involved here. You cannot just use people and just leave them in your wake and just bash on regardless.
1: Uh, I, I really like that you highlighted and underlined the fact that, of course, engage in relationships, do what you need to do and get on with people, but re- respect sexual intimacy res- respect the other yes. person's value um and it, it's sort of this trend going on where it's cool uh, to sleep around f- for both mm. men and women. do you know what advice i gave to my younger cousin first of all consent respect Absolutely. and always Absolutely. use always use protection it's not cool to sleep around first of all but if you fall in love if you're with someone or if you want to if you feel comfortable consent respect and protection those are the three things no matter what happens no matter how much you love someone always remember it's not it's a very young and fragile age and he's only 17 but his parents would not say that to him or Mm. someone else's parents would not so it's on me when he or she or anyone looks up to me or asks me those things, I want to be able to create that environment where I tell them, please do not create health issues, mental health issues, physically, mentally for yourself. Don't do it. Don't put yourself and it's not cool because everyone's doing it. Yes. And uh, there's a lot of teenagers who talk about Paid sex as well. I'm like, that's exploitation and abuse of another level. You don't want to go there. You have absolutely no idea what certain people are getting into because of peer pressure. Yes.
0: And what you said, Ansh, parents are actually the last to know many a times and even if they get to know, they're the last to believe. Not my son. Somebody else's child, my neighbor's child, may be doing Oh no 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 no! Not my son or daughter. For some reason, sometimes I feel it's a biological. We are wired like that, you know, just to just to make sure that the children survive. But no parent will admit readily that the child may be treading some risky waters. So that is an issue. And there's a gendered there's a gendered aspect here also because there is a stud and there is the slut. So that's that's another societal. Um, pressure because uh, why should women not uh, not be open to a sexual pleasure why should it be a male prerogative so that's, that's that's just another you know part of the story but it's very present and it affects these negotiations the the sexual uh, re- relationships and a, a breakup I remember my daughter telling me once that you do not realize that it is physical it is almost physical it's more than physical a breakup because your generation uh, We. we I actually it's not that i'm morally i was morally superior or rude or anything of that kind but there were no opportunities because we used to get married early and a husband's uh, my husband was my first kiss my husband was my first you know partner or all of that there was no opportunity to experiment but today there is there is so Recognize that, acknowledge that, appreciate that. And I think uh, when you talk of parents, there's another thing that parents today have to be ready for. And I call it being a mighty parent. So a mighty parent today is a parent that can allow their children to be sometimes at their worst in their presence. Once upon a time, a child had to be at his or her best in his or her parents presence but today sometimes a child is like a heated uh, car you know and a parent has to be a parking slot where the child can come and cool off because children are experimenting they will experiment because the world is they have the entire digital highways in their rooms even the world is not a safe happen today you can't shut the front door and say oh we are safe home We are not home and parents May feel that the child is safe in the in his or her bedroom, but the child could be roaming all kinds of uh, the dark, web, all kinds of places. So, its its home is not what home used to be. So expectations of their children from parents also have to keep. They will have to keep up with what is going on. Sometimes your child may be at their worst, but can you accept that? Can you? omit them to bounce back from those lows or can you give them the time to figure out
1: Nisha everyone yeah. everyone thinks like that and i commend mm. my mother because she mm. put a lot of focus on my education and she, you know when you go into classrooms and uh, parents say to the teachers that oh my can my son can uh, cannot do this my mother never used to argue with the teacher. She was like, okay, he has done that. And she just showed me those side eye, rolled eyes. And I was like, what have I done now? I, yeah. You know, mom, mom will give me a hard time. But I knew that if I do anything wrong, I am on my own. My mother's not going to support me. My father's not going to support me. I have to behave myself with people. And yes. a lot of people who let loose of themselves and who think that they can do anything are the ones who parents, mostly. Encourage mm-hmm. that behavior Like You know He'll learn on his own He's a kid He'll learn on his own That is the wrong attitude Let them be in difficult situations And let them know That Not every time You can come and rescue them And because Actions have consequences mm-hmm. Never undermine that And talking about breakups And all of those things I think everyone should have Their own individual uh, mm-hmm. Boundaries in terms of Okay For me Being with these many people throughout my life you know you can't control how many people you meet or what you're meant for you but there is certain compass or a moral compass or a mental um, boundary that you draw in your head that okay these are my limits these are my sort of non-negotiables if someone fits in that bracket it's good or someone wants something else from their life it's their own decision but people have to Realize that Sexuality And sexual health Is so important Because it Influences everything It influences your Endomorphins It influences your Physical health It influences your Mental health It influences your mood So you have to Be very careful Who you are sharing That moment with And the risks That come with it So
0: I uh, A slight uh, I would say Disagreement But another perspective I share that see today, uh, any young person has three sets of parents. One is a biological parents, the second is peers and the third is YouTube and uh, the influences. It's very hard to tell what influences coming from which of these three parents at times and uh, because of the hyper and all the information that they consume, the unfiltered information which is crashing on their heads like a waterfall uh, because of all of that, sometimes uh, I think there's this newfound uh, sentiment amongst a lot of young people of finding themselves, you know, uh, breaking away, uh, breaking the inertia of tradition and trying to find their place in a global world. What exactly are they about? What is Ansh, Uh independent of parental influences or independent of uh, his Culture or his nationality or all those things. So when that happens, a lot of young people, in the process of finding themselves, experiment. And there are things out there which can, let, let's say, let's say marijuana, for instance, which has now become like uh, chewing gum or soft drink. Uh, everybody's smoking up, but uh, what is the quality of the cannabis that you're consuming, and how is it affecting your mind? Uh, unlike uh, it's a mind altering substance, it could take somebody on a mental health, ill health uh, path. That path, you know, it's, it's been known to cause certain dangerous uh, psychotic behavior and which can persist. And when that happens, then what do you do with the young person? So, do you just let them be, or does the environment be supportive of these unplanned aberrations? Things go wrong sometimes. and. Uh, That's why you have a lot of young people who suffer from very severe anxieties. And um, they're doing a lot of experimentation. A lot of young people do a lot of experimentation these days. So do you just, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you do with them? You just kind of put them out there? That uh, you're responsible, you have to suffer the consequences of what you've done? Or do they deserve support from society, from, from their parents. A hundred percent they that's, should get
1: yeah. support and they should get help and there should be mechanisms in place. But yes. coming back to sexual health nature, yes, yes, what would you say despite the different programs that the government has implemented, why do you mm-hmm. think that there is still a widespread ignorance when it comes to sexual health despite these initiatives? Um, there is
0: widespread ignorance because the real work is of a social and cultural change. Uh, there is this shame around uh, sexuality, sexual uh, activity, it's a taboo, it's not done, and uh, the, uh, the kind of uh, approach of judging young people, or treating them in a dirty manner, you know, talking dirty, talking dirty to them in the sense that, oh, you're low, you're inferior, you've done something, it's a sin and uh, you deserve to be cast uh, cast aside that's that's the kind of attitude which uh, just re uh, reinforces the you know all the ugliness around the subject as long as we continue to adopt that tone and that attitude we will continue to suffer because you have to put it out there and air it let it air talk about it normalize it and not be ashamed of talking of uh, sexual uh, <coughs> subject even teachers even teachers in schools classrooms need to uh, be uh, more you know uh, more open about it and presented uh, present it with a sense of empathy and uh, not just something very disconnected very very dry but acknowledge that there are uh, emotions and feelings which are related to the subject and in a wholesome manner, view it from multiple angles from so put that in context, in the right context. And I think that is well, if you're we able to do that, that is something which will ease things for all of us.
1: And certain communities I just I, I can't even go there, Nija, there there will be a whole three, four, five, six episodes if I go on about the attitudes of communities and different people towards how they objectify a woman and even when you talked about teachers attempting to do that in classrooms there's objectification of teachers in schools because that's what they're watching on their phones that that, that's what they're watching in comedy that's what they're watching and that's what they're being told by their friends this it is dirty uh, as as simple as that There needs to be respect towards your teachers i think teachers are mother figures personally Mm. Uh, if you don't like someone fair enough i understand but there are personally i feel uh, you know mentors and people who actually make a change in your life for good and for bad Um, Mm. so in terms of our progression in terms of the progression of say my children in the future or the younger ones so the 9, 10, 12 years old today, what components of sexual education should be included in the curriculums these days, in the CBSEs, in the ICSEs? What sort Mm -hmm. of inclusion of that topic should be there? And and, and at what level, would you say?
0: That's a question which uh, needs a very considered answer. but, uh, of course, it will be graded, uh, and so it will be graded, right? It will be staggered depending upon the class, particular class and the age and all of that. I will only comment on the approach to the entire thing. So, awareness and knowledge about uh, sexual, uh, you know, these related health issues. Uh, firstly, the fact that they are important enough to be addressed and on top of them as health goals, and uh, presenting uh, the emotional and the psychological aspects of human sexuality uh, that will uh, perhaps come at a slightly later stage in the middle seniors, senior classes. But uh, I, it's, it's hard to just say at what stage, uh, there's a lot of information out there, but what is lacking is this uh, the value, the values, uh, the human value underlying all of this. I think that is where, uh, th- that is something that needs to be uh, kind of reinforced throughout. So orientation to consent, for instance, then internet, uh, your your interpersonal relationships, uh, like I said, accountability, responsibility, and all of that, those are important. And of today, of course, uh, you have to uh, be aware that gender, identity is fluid and uh, acceptance of that diversity. If a young person, even at 11, says, I feel like I'm a man trapped in a woman's body, that has to be taken seriously, even if you think that this has come from social media or this has come from celebrities who are uh, who are coming out as transgender, for instance. So sexual identity is also huge. So. That, 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 that again has to be, uh, you know, kept in mind because it's just not binary, it's non-binary today. So there are multiple, multiple aspects, but uh, underlying everything is a sensitivity, a certain sensitivity that I think must be very present,
1: very present. In terms of the gender debate, there's a lot, being in the UK for seven, eight years, there's a lot that I've learned. Hmm. And there's a lot that i need to learn and there's a lot that i disagree with if i'm being honest mm-hmm. because uh, in terms when it comes to genders or what pronouns a young, young individual or anyone wants to use no one's wearing the pronouns on the shirt or the t-shirt you, you can't tell until and unless someone wants to tell you what they are who they are how would one person know and there shouldn't be any offense held for calling someone she who calls them a they do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like individuals aren't supposed to know that you know you can wear a badge or something but you talked about the extreme sensitivity and the extremeness of that attitude that comes in which disappoints Mm -hmm. me for example an organization Where my friends work in, who have tremendous respect for each community, or they were forced Mm -hmm. to have pronouns and they didn't want to add pronouns in their bio or their email or whatever. But people are forced to, and the forced inclusivity is a farce. You do it when it Mm -hmm. feels you know, when you do it when you're educated or you have an understanding. When you're forcing it on people, they tend to resent that single thing or anything that Mm -hmm. they're forced upon most people.
0: So, Ansh, I will say that uh, we are entering a new age, we call it the age of intelligence, let's say, and whenever you are entering a new era, uh, where uh, you have these multiple choices and uh, ages old, we'll use a cliche, ages old repression is, uh, you know, uh, thinning and going away, uh, there will be this pendulum which goes from one extreme to the other extreme and then gradually it comes back mid-centre and settles down there. So we are experiencing and seeing a lot of oddities, oddities today, which are likely going to become norms tomorrow. But uh, while they appear oddities, we have to remember that uh, and accept that whenever there is change, uh, it goes one way, then goes the other way, and then it comes back in the centre and settles down. So I think what we are seeing today is uh, that other extreme where it is going to the other extreme where it is uh, it is impossible to call a criminal criminal because the criminal will be offended, and you have to be politically so correct. And uh, as long as we are able to keep that in sight, I think we are fine. And uh, there will be these objections definitely in schools of thought, but the fact is that. Uh, the number of people identifying as non binary is increasing and it gets younger and younger. The children going under the scalpel and medical treatment to look a certain way or be a certain way. And um, how can you just uh, dismiss that? Uh,
1: you, you can't dismiss that. I think, so, Nisha, my lens on it is that there is no dismissing of anyone's attitudes or anyone's behavior. Hmm. But I genuinely feel that during adolescence and during that stage, people go through a range of emotions and they nice. should be at a certain age where they can take those medical decisions of transitioning or doing Certainly. things to themselves. Uh, because uh, so sometimes you're very young and I have read articles on reverse transitions and this harmful and painful and there's so much regret and I don't want any young person to be talked into anything whether it's it's not just about gender it's about how it was cool to just go out and sleep and have uh, physical relationships with paid sex Um, how normalized people have made it in bachelor parties and all of those things. And I was having this discussion with my friend last night. I was like, if it's a bachelor party, so that means you're getting married. And when you're getting married to someone, that means that you're going to commit for to her for the rest of your... him or her for the rest of... So why do you need to sleep with another person one night before with your friends? Yes. What's that concept? Anyways, coming back, people need to have access to information and to know what effects these hormonal changes would take on you. And sometimes I genuinely feel that the 13 year old me would never understand the 23 year old me or that sort of transition of you mentally that you don't relate to that person that was. I don't relate to the 16 year old me. I love him. I also get Mm -hmm. angry of the things he used to do or laugh on them, but I don't relate to him completely. Uh,
0: what uh, society can do, what schools can do, is uh, in a staggered manner remove the misconceptions around this subject, identify those misconceptions, then uh, talk of all the stigmas, acknowledge them, not be hush hush about it. And uh, if there is a something like like an STD, uh, get get the young person help. Even for parents, I mean, if there is, a, they know that the child is suffering from something like this then instead of howling and crying about it, I think it's uh, the right thing to do is to just get help and uh, make sure that they know about protection and they know about, uh, the, the, again, safety, safety. And not just uh, physical safety, emotional safety also. I mean, that's very important. And remove this, this, you know, this whole air of taboo What's taboo and the shame around it, I think that is that can be very
1: harmful. And it comes back to what you said in the beginning that the older generation have to take it upon themselves to make that difference. Yes. Because
0: yes, yes.
1: who is the younger generation supposed to go to? The peers of our similar age, the people who they interact with of our similar ages. Of course, people do think they are more mature than they are, and I look at 13 year olds talking and i think of my 13 year old self i was such a fool look at them you know they have got their proper they know what to wear they know how to get the fit right they know how to (laughs) talk to people they know about stock trading analysis business politics i'm like god who are these 13 year olds they don't even look 13 and it's unbelievable the change But there is a lack of physical and emotional change that you learn with experience. The phone or the laptop or the screen can only make you learn certain things. Hmm. You you can say that the life experiences have been accelerated, but this genuinely certain things that you learn with experience and age 110%. And
0: uh, you all want to make the same mistakes. We all. We don't, we don't want to learn from the earlier generations, they tell you, don't go this way, you don't go towards A, we want to go towards B. I think that's the nature of youth, just be contrarian. But uh, as long as we are upfront, I think, as long as we are honest and uh, bullshit meter and the young people, their bullshit meter is very, very sensitive, so it's, you know, quivering all the time, the antenna, so they know when you are, when you are, yeah, you're, you're, you're not being honest and uh, the, the logic is missing and all of that so I think uh, as long as we are uh, honest and as long as we uh, we are transparent and uh, able to connect that's great and I do want to share one inc- an incident is it's an, an anecdote um, today uh, because people are sexually active uh, things like uh, you know pregnancies happen and. Uh, I had a gynae friend tell me today, uh, the other day, she says for a parent today of a young woman who's gone for an abortion, the thing to worry about is not the physical part of it, but her mental, yes, that, that is what you will need to worry about. Ultimately, it comes down to your mental and emotional health, Ash. If you're able to last through, it is chaotic. I understand exactly what you're saying, it's hugely chaotic what's going on. But the challenge is how to be able to retain your sanity and have enough to last you the rest of your life ahead. Because it's broken down. It's broken people. It's broken young people along the way. Because it's uh, absolute, there's no. It's ab- yes. It's
1: absolute facts. You're right. Absolutely. Yes. yes.
0: It has. It has. And uh, I mean, it's, it's,
1: I don't have words for it. It can be really, really devastating The loss glera and the chaotic emotions, have you personally observed any successful models or initiatives adopted by other countries to normalize sexual health and its education? I know that India is one of its kind and there is no country in the world which can match our diversity, our culture, our differences, our communities. Mm -hmm. layers and layers and layers of it. I have to be honest,
0: Anshan, say actually no. Uh, I don't know of a model that um, has been very successful in other countries. I've just uh, read a lot of, uh, a lot about uh, all these very strong uh, movements uh, or, you know, uh, resistance in pockets. For instance, explicit material like you talked about, pornography and um, Mm -hmm. what it can do to just honest physical relationships, because a lot is happening in the virtual world also. So these pockets of resistance where uh, people have come together as a community to fight this, to speak up against these trends. So those are the things that I've read and those are international, because they start in one country and because of internet, they're reaching out to people everywhere. And uh, then people gather around that one idea and they're trying to push for example, addiction to explicit material and uh, what it is doing to real relationships, the real world. Then uh, even this whole idea of uh, engaging in, you know, uh, sexual activity with multiple partners, or starting in high school and college universities, and then a study and research on what it actually uh, does to young people the long-term, the long-term outcome, the research there and uh, how it uh, is actually questioning it and saying that it is not, it, it, it's not is not something that lasts or works. It is not good for a person's long-term health, just health. I so I'm aware of these studies and research projects but any particular model that has succeeded? Not really.
1: And there can't be any particular model that can be for India. It has to be different for every state. It has to be different for every community. It has to be tailored specifically. Uh, In terms of the UK, I'll give you an example. It was normal to go to the chemist or the pharmacies and they would give them protection and condoms for free. You can just go in and ask for a morning after pill. There are those mechanisms in place that women had in the pharmacy they would ask you questions are you on any antibiotics that would cancel out are you on your periods etc etc anything or have you so that sort of support and that sort of environment where okay these things happen with young people although i personally feel now the uk needs to sort of what do we say everyone needs to reinvent themselves right because there are new access new things and Uh, children are exposed to a lot of things and in the last podcast i spoke about I'll, i'll share that with you how children need to be protect protected from online grooming but before you go i would like you to give an advice to our younger generation to the gen z about sexual health
0: my advice to gen z would be to treat sexual activity with the values of responsibility and accountability and respect and give each other closure I know um, in casual sex uh, how do you give closure so but even there even there treat treat each other as human as, as human beings with with, with, essentially with respect and kindness, beyond everything else, uh, Ansh, that's what I feel is very important to these kind of relationships. Like I said that this is a very vulnerable space, a very, very uh, exclusive, very personal space. I know, I know that uh, there is this attitude that uh, what's a big deal, you know, use and throw kind of a thing and just go and you have your fun and cut. I think it's, uh, it's 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 not right. It's it's not right at all. It's extremely disrespectful, and uh, that's not how humans are supposed to be.